0: Guts and Grit Podcast, A podcast where we discuss overcoming the odds, resiliency, and never giving up. Join us each week as hosts John Melson and Mark Renahan discuss coming back from failure and never quitting. Guts and Grit,
1: it's go time.
0: Welcome to episode 16 of Guts and Grit. I can't believe we're almost on, we are already on episode 16. Today we have a fantastic show for you, but I am going to let my co-host introduce today's special guests. As always, I am with my engineer Noah and of course Sergeant Melson coming to us, I believe, today from Fort Benning, but you never know. Johnny, how are you? Doing good, Mark.
2: Yeah, I'm still down here at Fort Benning.
0: Excellent. Still doing it. So who do we got today,
2: John? So, well, one is a veteran friend of mine, Dominic Mancuso. Right, we circle of a lot of good friends we served together. Um, and then, as well as uh, really special guest, uh, she just put her book out. Uh, At what cost, Jessica Ainsworth? She uh, also a fellow veteran. Um, Dominic put us. He connected the dots here on the screen. You can see the three of us. He was actually the one that connected the dots to put me in touch with Jessica. Um, Dominic did a great contribution to her book as one of the veterans that contributed to that. Um, And that, you know, like I said, he connected the dots between her and I, and we got to sit down and talk and see if anything I had to say would be worthy enough to be in her book. And I I guess I I made the cut, right? So she included me in the book to share some of my combat experience uh, with Dominic and several other veterans. Um, A lot of us, you know, as well as Jessica, we, we put the time in, Right, and Jessica's platform gave everybody a, an opportunity to go ahead and and say what it looked like through through their lens uh, from their foxhole. Uh, Twenty years of war, right? And I, I I really feel honored and privileged that Dominic even thought like I you know I might have a good story or two other than just doing pushups and PT, right? Uh, I'm glad he included me, and I, I'm I've had a pleasure of uh, befriending Jessica in this process. She's she's been great, and uh, it was great to see
0: contribution everybody made for the book. Well, Dominic and Jessica, welcome and thank you for joining us on Guts and Grit.
3: Thank I, you I don't.
0: You. All right. Well, I, I usually like to start off, John and I, and I guess, Jessica, uh, I'm going to start with you first. So, um, this book that you put out, it's called At What Cost? It's an amazing book. It it interviews a ton of different uh, veterans in it, and it gives a variety of perspectives on Afghanistan from when the war started to the final withdrawal. So. Jessica, just real quickly, uh, you know, can you give us a little background on yourself and, and what made you get into writing this book?
3: Definitely. Yeah. So as John mentioned, I'm a veteran. I did 10 years active duty in the Army. Uh, I worked in intelligence. I uh, deployed to Afghanistan twice. and um, Another one when Kuwait was still a combat zone. <laughs> Many years ago, I'm dating myself here. <laughs> um, my first deployment was with the Army in 2003 to 2007. Um, and my second deployment to Afghanistan was uh, 2014 to 2015. That one was about a year and a half. I went over as a contractor that time. And so having that time kind of spent over there, you build all these relationships, these connections with not just the person to your right and left that you're out there serving with, but also with the locals, the interpreters that you're interacting with. So when we pulled out of Afghanistan, I remember watching the news and um, you know, they were showing when we pulled out of Bagram, just how horrible it was. It was so desolate and empty. I remember the Afghan commander assumed responsibility for it, said that they didn't even inform the Afghan government that we were pulling out of there. They just showed up one day and everybody was gone. And so for me, I thought, you know, that was a like a punch in the throat. And so after wallowing in kind of self-pity there, like, oh my God, you know, what was the point of this war, um, to leave it behind like this. And so I started thinking like something needs to be done. And so that's kind of how I started on, you know, like writing the book is, you know, taking that initiative upon myself to say, okay, well, you know, let's, not only talk about what happened over there, because, I mean, let's be real, the news is more often than not relatively misleading. Uh, so you kind of have to look between the pieces there to find the truth. Um, but also, you know, we've watched the pullout in kind of horror probably across the nation, right? And, you know, there's all these comparisons to what happened in Vietnam and what happened in Afghanistan, you know, people clinging to the planes as they took off, from Afghanistan, just trying to escape what happened. And um, so I wanted to kind of make it something unique. There's tons of content out there, but what makes it unique are those experiences. And that's what I think really helps to connect what happened in Afghanistan uh, to, you know, people who served or didn't serve, you know, in, in the war to help them understand not only what happened in Afghanistan, but what it was like for our troops. And I think that's Where we definitely went wrong with Vietnam was, you know, they came home and, you know, we just ran our mouths and slandered them, baby killers, and nobody was there to support them. Very few people were. And so I think that by shedding light on what it was like for the troops who had served over there, that's key to understanding not only what happened, but whether the war was worth it. Because I know that I'm not alone in questioning that, you know, was the 20 years that we spent worth it?
0: Wow, uh, well, Johnny, I'm, I'm going to get to let you get to all this in a minute, but Dominic uh, and, and Jessica, that's an amazing, uh, an amazing story, might I add. Uh, but once again, you can find out about more in this book. But Dominic, maybe you could give us a brief um, bio of yourself and you, and how you got involved with the book.
1: Sure. Um, so one of my greatest attributes, and honestly, I would consider my greatest attribute, is my ability to bring these amazing people into my orbit. Like uh, I'm 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 a people person, and somehow I'm just kind of able to let leech onto people and kind of bring them into each other. And you know, John, you asked why I thought of you, man. I gotta be honest with you, man. Like I'm kind of a fanboy. Like you have always been like the most infantry man in the world, like I've, I've ever known. You know that 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 guy who's like, you know what? I'm staying infantry. I'm doing my fucking infantry thing all the way through. You know, now sergeant major, like brother, you are one of the first people I reached out to, especially because of all your deployment experience and our common experience of just knowing so many people in the community, you know, it was kind of, it was definitely a no brainer. And then I knew Jessica through another army buddy of ours, uh, Gareth and Gareth and Jessica are married. And I learned Jessica was A, a vet and that she was really working on a lot of projects and then i heard about this book and i reached out and originally i wasn't even gonna do my own story i was just like yo use my network it's sitting there it needs to be abused i got you let me just feed as much people as i can to you whether you want them or not and you know it was awesome it was a great experience and post pullouts, probably one of the uh better things i've done in my life in the past year so definitely definitely helped pull myself out of that quicksand um just a little quick about me, like so when nine eleven happened, I was just a kid. So I had to wait before I could enlist and go into the military. And like, man, I, I wanted me some, but you know, twelve year old little just pit bull angry at the world, and I can't do anything about it. And then so Oh, I darling, the, did you
2: did you just say you were a twelve?
1: Yeah. Yeah. yeah I know. Brother, I... I'm gonna be real with you. You're you're like I'm old. Old. So yeah. am I, yeah, no, I just turned 50. So anyway, go ahead, Dominic, sorry. I, I think we would call you a uh, an ancient at this point, maybe. It's a little like <laughs> respectful. Um, yeah, so I enlisted when I was 17 in the Maryland Guard. And because of the Guard at the time, it was, uh, it was easier to volunteer and deploy than it was in any other branch. And so that's why I went Guard. And yeah, like two months after getting back from infantry school, I was on a plane meeting up with a unit in Iraq. So first tour was in Iraq, uh, did mostly convoy security missions and long-range patrolling uh, with the 152 CAV out of Indiana National Guard and came home, tried doing the home thing for a year, sucked at it, volunteered for another deployment. This time went to Afghanistan and went to Afghanistan with the Vermont National Guard, the 86th Mountain Brigade. And uh, that tour, it was in 2010. It was the bloodiest year of the war. And uh, you know, every unit felt that one. It just it it sucked all the way around. And uh let's see, coming home, I was freaked out and I was like, Oh, I can't do the whole be home thing right now because I'm just gonna self-destruct and you try to fight the world. So I volunteered for another deployment. This time the Maryland Guard was going to Egypt. And so I hopped on that tour. And I was only home for three months before I went turned around and went on another tour. And Egypt was like the perfect blend of military and civilian get drunk all day so I spent most of that deployment in civilian clothes to be absolutely real with you, like it was very cheese and uh, finally got home was real anti-army anti-everything had a horrible unit horrible chain of command over there just really destroyed me and so I got out and just been job hopping since trying to figure out my place in this world you know like the rest of us and uh let's see when the afghan pullout happened last year uh man one of the last like bedrocks i was standing on in my life kind of felt like it was pulled out from underneath me like uh i was like well shit the one of the things that i've been telling myself hey all this stuff that you're going through and all your friends that you've lost all that shit it was all for something that was greater than all of you you know I, i i fully bought into the coin mission i fully bought into the like, hey, this isn't the graveyard of, of empires, because we're not here to be an empire. We're here to like really help these people build up their area, provide them security, provide them education, all these things. You know, I was a true believer in that. And some call me my, me naive for it. And, you know, if we would have kept doing it at the pace that we were doing in 2010, I think we wouldn't be have gotten to the situation that we were in. But government corruption and all that being what it is, Apparently that just wasn't possible. So, anyways, it, it was a pretty downward downward spiral for me um, over the past year, and I've been just kind of slowly pulling myself back up because it's you know you know we don't have a choice anymore. There's, there's there's just so many of us who have been taken, and we just have to wake up and find that courage not to quit every single day, or else you know, we're all screwed. Like we gotta stop. We gotta start putting a line in the sand and just saying, hey, I'm gonna suffer, but I'm gonna suffer alive. Wow. And uh, I, I say that because back in 2012, I, uh, I attempted to commit suicide. I uh, was on my motorcycle and throttled up towards a telephone pole and misjudged the four feet drop off that goes off the road. And then anyways, when I hit the ground, I went up and over my handlebars and that changed my trajectory to where I missed the pole. My bike hit the pole. Of course, it got destroyed because, you know, you can't go through this without having some cost. And uh, I rolled out in the middle of the field and I was knocked unconscious and all kinds. of stuff. I didn't wake up until I was on the helicopter being life flight into uh, shock trauma. And, you know, it was the craziest thing. I was freaked out. I was the most scared I've ever been in my life. No ounce of combat has even come close to that amount of scared that I was because I wanted to live. I was freaked out. I was like, oh, no, no, no. I was very wrong. No, 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 no. This was bad idea, wrong, wrong. And I I mean, it gives me chills just thinking about it. And it freaks me out because I was positive that that was my only option. And then immediately afterwards, I'm instantly flipped like, oh, oh, that almost happened. Oh, crap. Like how many of our guys have been in the exact same situation? If they would have just held on a little longer, they would have found that it was going to be okay. And a lot of suicide survivors that I've talked to have this exact same story, and especially from our community. It's that freak out, that, oh, no, 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 no. And, you know, I've never even thought about attempting it since. You know, it's just, it's freaky, man. And it's been my mission to try and just tell guys, like, hey, just hold out because it sucks right now. But tomorrow it could flip like that. So. Sorry, just kind of nosedived there. No,
0: you did. First of all, thank you all of you, all three of you, for serving. Thank you also for coming and sharing your story. And Dominic, here, uh, uh, anytime you want to talk, you're allowed to talk as much or as little as you'd like. That was a very powerful, um, you know, background story, and we're very glad you are still with us. That's all I want to say. Johnny, I'm going to let you uh, jump in here a little bit because I know that in the book, um, you wrote the forward, and I know you and I have talked both on and offline before about. Um, you know, your message to, to some of the guys who thought that with, with the, with, you know, that their efforts in Afghanistan weren't, I'm going to let you describe it. It went in the forward that you, uh, you did in Jessica's great book.
2: Well, you know,
0: I really appreciate you sharing dog.
2: Yes, I really sure. do. Um, uh, touches a lot of soft spots for me. Right. And, uh, Many, many soldiers, marines, airmen that have served over there, that I'm sure can relate so much to the, the feelings you had, and unfortunately, some didn't have the opportunity to realize they made the mistake, right, of of providing a permanent solution to a temporary problem, right. So, kudos to you, brother. I'm glad you're still here, right? Yeah, brother. And, and what I try to instill in a lot of soldiers, and I think you can read it and, and feel that, and what I wrote for Jessica in, when she asked me if I would, you know, could put something together as a forward, is, you know, if we come home, right? And especially on the, the National Guard or Reserve side, because you come home and you, you're thrown right back into society, yeah. right? Last week you were in combat, this week you're back to working, I don't know, maybe at Home Depot, right? Yeah. And you're supposed to just be okay Right? And that's where that whole isolation piece I talked about in our last, my previous show, a lot of times you start to feel isolated, right? Because you may not be best of friends, like this person to your left and right, you might not, you might hate their guts, right? Yeah. But they're on the team, so we're not going to, you know, you might, you might put something in their boots so when they put their foot in, it's a shitty situation, right? But you're not going to, you're not doing anything to really harm the person to your left and right. You know what I mean? You, you want to see them do well, right? Um, it, it, as far as do well in life, right? Maybe not outdo you, right? It's very competitive, right? but the fact that, you know, you come home you get isolated and you just don't have that guy to your left and right anymore. Right. And then that's what I, the other thing I, I look at with military service, uh, you know, you, you're in the, the guard, the national guard of the reserves, you go on to active status, your day becomes extremely regimented, almost like a, like a mom, mom's going to get up. She's up at five 30. She's going to feed the kids. Got to put them on, get them out to the school bus, be there at two 30 to pick them back up, bring them home, make up a snack, help them with homework. Like days that are regimented and scheduled out like that helps your mind from wandering now. Yeah. Right. So when we, when we get activated and we volunteer and we go and we serve our days are very regimented. Right. And it, and it goes. And then when all of a sudden it's gone, it, it's nice to get a vacation, you know but once that that buzz feeling like hey you know mission complete i'm done i can take a break once that wears off you're like okay what, what's next
1: and, it, and it's not it's not just the regimented it's the you have responsibility with that regimented lifestyle the responsibility gives you reason to have that regimented lifestyle so when you come back home and you're thrown back into the chaos without any responsibility as well except for yourself it's like hey I'm free to do whatever comes to my mind. And I'm very creative and the stupidity that I can get into. So like, let's do it all.
2: And, and that, you know, it bums me out because it's not so much, it's not the government's fault. It's not the army's fault. It's not the Marine's fault. It, it's not the air force fault. It's that's the nature of the business. Right. And it's that the ability to do that adaptation to adjust. It's just a struggle, of, uh, you know, as we, we, humans were species of, uh, of habit, with creatures of habit, right? So when mm-hmm. habits come into your life, it makes things easier to cope with and deal with. And then when I ha- when your hab- habitual behavior gets disrupted, it's it's almost like chaos, right? So that's what I can relate it to. Um, but what I started off saying, Dominic, to you, and Jessica, and anyone else that has read the book, and, and you may not agree with what I wrote and how I feel what i put into words with the forward right but whoever the president was at the time that's not why you were fighting that's not why jessica served that's not why i went right i wanted to do something more with my life i wanted to be part of something bigger than just me right especially you know like while you were in middle school um uh, (laughs) you know i'm i'm out doing adult things and when the twin towers hit it was just like hey like some somebody just punched us in the face and I want to be part of the payback right so I wanted to be a part of that so I pursued that opportunity and then as, as I was in I realized there was a lot of young young guys young gals that didn't have the life experience maybe not the fighting experience just the will to fight and it was I found a niche and it was like you know what these I'm not saying the, the army would have failed without me, so don't take it that way, but what I'm saying is because these, these great Americans are volunteering to put their life at risk, I'm going to give you all everything I got, right? Every breath is, is to enhance you and to make you successful, which in turn helps the country and the Army's mission or the Marines' mission. It helps our government's mission, right? So I don't think anything we do as far you know, like the Supreme Commander, you know, the Commander-in-Chief, it's more so because we're working together. We're all over there. So you're concerned about the person to your left and right. Uh, These people that do these extraordinary acts of heroism, they're not doing that to make the president proud. They're doing it because they're coming to get you or you're doing it to come and get me. And that's how I looked at it. It's So when, when you look at the effort, and the hard work and commitment and sacrifice that you and everyone else has put in to, to allow, I'm not gonna say anything bad about the Commander-in-Chief, I'm still currently serving and I love the United States Army right now. Okay, I love I love our country. But <laughs> if the bosses made bad decisions, that should not take away from the fact that how hard Dominic busted his hump while he was deployed on Jessica or the hard work and sacrifice away from my kids that I put forward, that should not be lessened. And so I get i get kind of emotional when I hear fellow servicemen talk and, and they feel like something was taken away from them because I look at it a total different way. Uh, the level of pride and uh, for me to tell you how proud I am of you for what you've done and what you've put yourself through, um, it matters and it, and it matters because it gets me to keep going. Right. Because I'd look at it like all of you, Mark, everyone, my family, you, you all matter. So whatever I can do to contribute, I'm going to do that. And I'm not going to let one person who's making uh, decisions we may not all agree with. That doesn't take away from that commitment, dedication, hard work everyone has put in. And that's how I, I, I view it. Not to say it, it's going to make you feel better. A big hug.
1: Right. Yeah. But yeah, unfortunately that's a, it's a real nice, uh, you know, instantaneous tonic, but that goes away pretty quickly. Right.
2: Yeah. But it, 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 you, you, I just try and remind everybody like, Hey man, what, what drove you to join? It was good. Those were good intentions. Nothing changed. It's just, they changed the rules on us. That's all right. But that didn't change your effort and where your heart was. You got a good heart.
1: I appreciate that brother. Uh what I've been telling guys is uh it's like, you know, the whole argument of ends versus means. It's like in this in this case, we 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 got the the means was good. It was the ends that was didn't come out so well and uh at the end of the day, you know, this one's on the suits, not the boots. I I forgot who said that, but man, whoever came up with that term spot on because you know, you, you got the the parallels of this war to Vietnam like Jessica was talking about earlier. Like it's painful it's like would did we have to learn this lesson again and are we actually going to learn from it so that we don't repeat it and that's always the fear is like hey so we, we've now learned a operational model that does not work for a slew of reasons there ain't no one thing that anyone can zero in on and say this was the main thing no 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 this was a death by a thousand cuts thing so like we just need to recognize that this does not work and I just, you know, that's one thing man. I just, I want to devote my life to a warning guys about suicide and saying nine times out of 10, you're going to come out of it, wishing you didn't attempt and happy you survived. And then the other thing is, yo, we need to stop doing these types of wars because they do not work in the long run. And the only people who pay the price are those who fight them and the people who live there and are forced to be exposed to them. Yeah. All right. So, I mean,
0: oh, sorry. Go ahead, John. I, oh, go ahead, Mark. No, go no, ahead. go ahead. You go ahead. I have a question for Jessica one, but I want you guys to finish.
2: No, no, go ahead. I had not, no, no. I was just going to spank
0: right. him. <laughs> well, I, here's my question for you, Jessica. As you can see, um, the book, the the Afghanistan in general, the battles the guys have been through, obviously brings up emotion amongst all veterans who are over there. Um, you know, in a, how could it not? I mean, uh, I don't want to get into the the, the brothers and sisters lost, but. Yeah. How is it for you, like, so, like, for those of you who haven't uh, read the book yet, At What Cost, and it's an Amazon bestseller, it, it has a lot of different stories from a lot of different veterans, um, you know, different battles, things like that. Jessica, as you can see, I you know, with just John and Dominic, the emotional stuff that brings out, how was it making this book, you know, working with all these different, you know, people who had all these different experiences? And, again, obviously, you can see it It brings stuff up to the surface i'm glad i'm really glad you guys can you know have have this talk and get things out but for you jessica what was it like writing this i know you're also i believe there are plans for a a follow-up book i mean is it i I hate to say exhausting but like what, what was it like i guess
3: um so the book kind of almost started out as my own personal quest to decide for myself whether the war was worth it in the end right and so as I started you know talking to more veterans and doing these interviews I realized that obviously that I'm not alone in that sentiment and so as we were going through these interviews with Dominic with John uh, we I interviewed I think around 30 people total and you know for many of them they said it was therapeutic for them just to talk about it to you know kind of rehash what had happened over there and so for me personally, I feel like I've already accomplished the world just by being able to help at least you know those couple of people. Um, but you know, for me, it's again in that personal quest of trying to decide whether I thought everything was worth it in the end. It's John, your interview was fabulous for me because you know having that kind of different perspective on things that helped me see like, okay, no you know, it's not all a waste of time. It wasn't, you know, for the government. You're right. It was for those that we were serving with, those to our left and right. And that totally changed my mentality on it and absolutely helped me to make peace with myself.
0: All right. I have one more question. So he did write the forward, excuse me, forward, how many spelling errors did you have to correct in that? Did he, did you do it with him? Yeah. Did you have to help? Did he have crayons? How did I, I you know, because usually today, today, by the way, so you both know, was a record for him to get on a Zoom call. Usually it takes us a solid 30 minutes to get him on, to get the he's volume still working. I, 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 still I, 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 I'm just telling you, I, he's very good at deploying he, he'll tell you himself he's great at push-ups, but when it comes to Zoom, I don't know what the Army's doing for Zoom training, but they're not concentrating on that. But no, I, I'm just kidding. But so now is there going to be a second book, a follow-up? I, I saw there's some talk of that or?
3: Yes. Yeah, so um, the second book was actually supposed to go to the editor this past Saturday, but due to my own procrastination, uh, it's been slightly delayed. So it's actually going to the editor at the end of October now. Um Initially, the plan was to release the second book towards the end of January, but um, I honestly am leaning towards more of a broad spring (laughs) release date there to make sure that all of the I's are dotted, T's are crossed, and we're publishing the best possible book we can.
0: Now, is the second book also uh, Afghanistan and kind of like same to the first one, but just more stories?
3: Yes. Yeah, so the first book is At What Cost, uh, America's War in Afghanistan and Words from Those Who Served. And so that one kind of intersperses, you know, some of the major events over the 20 years that we were there with the stories from veterans you know, their firsthand accounts. The second book is going to be predominantly focused on their stories. That's going to be the majority of the book. And then, you know, throughout there, I think you know, you get, Dominic and John, you both mentioned, you know, kind of that transition period where we almost fail them, right? Not only transitioning from deployments, but transitioning from the military, especially with the Guard and Reserves. We, we on active duty, had the TAPS program, Transition Assistance Program, uh, and, you know, they help you build a resume, and uh, there, but there's nothing really substantial to help you transition from that life of that regimented, you know, schedule, the you know, everything there to going in and being like, well, crap, what do I do with my life now? I don't know what I want to be when I grow up. (laughs) And so and again, you know, that was some of the other things that, you know, through the interviews they talked about is, you know, they feel like they don't have anybody to talk to about what they went through in Afghanistan or their time and service, you know, because their spouses, their friends, nobody really understands that because they weren't there. And so um, that's going to be one of the focal areas is talking about pre-deployment. Uh, the actual deployment and what goes on behind the scenes there, and then post-deployment and some of the challenges that we face, you know, transitioning home from those deployments.
0: Oh, that's amazing. Again, for those of you who have not read it yet, at what cost, I mean, just for those of you, to put it into perspective, I mean, we've been at war in Afghanistan now for 20 years. Uh, I'm sure there are tons of people who have questions about this. And in this book, all the various stories really give you a overview of the war. And more importantly, the people like Dominic, like John, like Jessica, who have been there and who have fought it. It is an amazing book that tells you all you will need to know about the war. And Jessica, we're looking super forward to part two. So, Johnny, I know I I don't like to keep everybody on the show for too long. I know everyone's a little bit busy. But today, of course, we had Dominic and Jessica. They're from Jessica's new incredible book, At What Cost? You can buy it on Amazon, Barnes & Noble. It is an Amazon bestseller. You can check Jessica out at her website, www.jjslashainsworth.com. Her last name is spelled A-I-N-S-W-O-R-T-H. We'll have all this in the comments underneath. So, guys and girls, I want to thank you so much for joining us today on Guts & Grit. Uh, all your stories are amazing and on behalf of myself who did not serve, thank you from the bottom of my heart. Uh, Dominic, we're really glad you're still here. You have an amazing tale, brother. And it's, it's thanks for joining us. I hope to have you back again soon. And if you ever have an issue, I know you can call me a journey. We'll walk you through it. So before we go, John, uh, I'd like to see if you give you some last words, Jessica and Dominic, anything you want to add, you guys feel free.
1: Uh, just, uh, thank you very much for including me on this, uh, I'm able to tell my story now. Obviously, like most of us, it took years worth of peeling away my onion pride to be able to actually do it. And uh, it's at least something that I can pitch out there for people and say, hey, take from my experience. It's not as bad as it really is. Excellent.
3: Thank you as well to you guys for having us on. Thank you to Dominic for Pushing all of those interviews my way and reaching out, being that source, it would not have been as amazing as I believe it is without that there. Uh, and and thank you both John and Dominic for agreeing to be a part of it.
0: Johnny, you got to take us out. You know what to do. All right. Well, guys, again, I said, to it, like
2: I told you at the beginning of the show, Dominic, Jessica, it's great to have you as friends. And it was great and, and an honor for you guys to include me on such a. To me, what an amazing project to be a part of. Um, like you said, Dominic, getting a chance to go ahead and talk helps you cope and, and, and adapt and, and, and bring that strength back into what you've, what, where you feel you're weak on, right? Um, I appreciate you both. Um, I appreciate your friendships uh, and, and, and your support. Thanks for thinking of me to be included. Mark, I'm, I'm very appreciative. You, uh, you thought this would be a great show having them on. It was awesome. It was great to see them talk, uh, share a little bit. And uh, I'll close out with what I always say. Dominic, you probably see it on my, just see it on the, my Facebook page all the time. And I'm talking about training working on anything Army. And that's what I always tell soldiers, like, you're going to go ahead and have a purpose of what you're going to do. So train to be hard to kill.
0: <laughs> Thank you so much, everybody. Jessica's amazing book, At What Cost, can be found at Amazon.com, Barnes & Noble, wherever you buy your books. It is an Amazon bestseller. It is an incredible view of the 20 years of the war in Afghanistan told by a variety of different veterans who spent time over there. So we will have in the comments the best place to buy it and other things like that. You can follow us here on Facebook. We're on all these uh, social media platforms as well as the podcast platforms thank you once again jessica and dominic for joining us everybody have a great week we'll see you next week from guts and grit bye bye hey guts and grit like subscribe comment share